Yo, what's up? It's your boy Anthony Hudson, and it's my turn to give you the latest football news and content. It's episode two of the It's My Turn podcast, y'all. I'm so excited to just continue to be consistent and trying to put more content out there for y'all to watch. Um, Make sure that you go subscribe to my YouTube and Instagram. It's both selfmade.hood1. Make sure you just go follow that. I'll be posting football content about NFL players, college football players. I'm trying to get FXL and USFL players and just overall just brought talk more into football because that's all I want to talk about that's this this is the subject that I love to talk about so yeah just make sure you give um go look at that but anyways let's go into the first segment the first segment is the best game of the week um there was only one game of the week this week at least for the FXL which was the FXL championship so for the FXL championship we had the Arlington Renegade Renegades going against the DC Defenders so a little background between the two um, DC Defenders been dominating all year I, I, I predicted them um, last week I predicted them to win it all because they were 9-1 10-1 I should say going into the going into the championship just absolutely just playing amazing ball um, on key with everything they've just been in sync and overall just been playing great and then you got the Arlington Renegades they were 4-6 and six going into the postseason 4-6 and six. and they snuck up they snuck up they they won their own semi-championship game and now they're now they're in the FSL championship and they were definitely the underdogs in the situation but I I'm pretty sure I, I know I had DC winning I'm pretty sure everyone um, who voted or not voted? Who betted had DC winning? Because the only loss they had was against, surprisingly, against the one and six Orlando Guardians. But ev- everyone had them winning, and boy, did it not turn out that way at all. Because the Renegades got out to a very hot start. They scored 17 unanswered points. 17 unanswered points, and the and the DC defenders didn't score their first touchdown until 30 sec- 32 seconds left in the second quarter. 32 seconds left in the second quarter, they finally got a two-yard run from Abraham Smith. That's not the best look that you want to have in the championship, especially since you've been dominant all year. You could definitely tell they were some some um, eyebrow raises and some panic because literally, like I said, they've been great all year and now in the championship, they can't score until the very last minute or last couple seconds into the half. Yeah, so there was definitely some pressure there, but um, overall, the game was really set, I feel like, on the defense. Um, Arlington Renegades defense just was dominating all game. Um, definitely just getting QB pressures, getting sacks, um, some of those QB pressures led to tip passes. I mean, some of the tip passes led to um, the DBs getting picked off or getting in- interceptions. So definitely that defensive line was just dominating all game. And it definitely showed out or definitely um, proved to be a significance, especially um, against the Office of Player of the Year, Jordan Tamu. He struggled. He struggled a lot. Um, like I said, he's pretty much been – consistent all season, been playing great all season. That game he was just he was just pressured, throwing bad passes, just he was just he just felt he just felt it. He, it's like I don't wanna say that he's not been going against competition, but like 
that was the probably one of the most adversity he had all season right there. And he just it just didn't work out for them. Um with the score being thirty five to twenty six with a minute and seventeen seconds left, um Arlington was up pretty much the whole entire or the whole entire game. But yeah, it was thirty five to twenty six. The defenders scored a touchdown to make it thirty five to twenty six and try to get the ball back through a, a fourth and fifteen conversion and it ended up getting picked off and Arlington won the game basically. Arlington definitely deserved that game. They played great on offense and defense. They just balled out. They were the underdogs and they did not care. What one single bit they did not care about them being the underdogs. They came in, they had the they had the mindset that they were the mindset that they were gonna win and it proved to prevail for them. So yeah, shout out to the Arlington winning games for winning FSL championship. So the next segment I want to talk about is the news around the world. Um, basically, I talk about everything that's going on in football. Um, I'm talking about college football, USFL, XFL, XFL, high school, everything. But the first thing I want to talk about is the NFL releasing their new schedules. That's um, pretty big to talk about because we get to get we get to see right away what teams are gonna. Be solid. What teams are gonna have to gonna have challenges? What team is gonna have to literally bounce back, or what team is gonna have to go through the most adversity? And just overall, we're gonna see teams that were good last year that played really good last year. We're gonna see them might struggle this year, and I'm saying that in the sense that they might have went like. 12, won 12 games last year, but didn't have uh, hard opponents or hard schedule. And now their scheduling this year is much more harder because they won 12 games. That's probably taking shots at the Vikings. I feel like the Vikings might have harder games because they won, what, 10, 10 games last year? And, I mean, they, <laughs> they won every single game but, like, at least a touchdown or three points somehow. But... This year, let's see. This year, I have the strength. I have the strength of the schedule. Let's see where the Vikings are. The Vikings. Oh, the Vikings are halfway through. So the Vikings actually might be solid again this year. See, they might win. They might win ten to eleven games against again this year. The toughest is the Eagles, of course, because if the Eagles just went to the Super Bowl, of course, they'll have the toughest toughest schedule. Um, then Miami. The Giants and the Patriots and the Cowboys. Those are the top five um, toughest schedules out there. I mean, all of those teams, I mean, all of those teams can definitely prevail. I mean, I don't really worry about those teams making it to the playoffs, especially with the Giants um, just getting getting, um, more offensive talent. Miami just getting Xavier or... Jalen Ramsey, the Eagles basically just drafting Georgia players, getting even better with their defense, along with the Cowboys. The Cowboys this are star-studded on offense and defense, by the way. Star-studded on, on offense and defense. So I'm not really worried about those five, to be honest. So everyone else, I mean, it's going to be a dog fight, basically. But, yeah, the schedule's release. release. Also, more... 
content or more news about the FXL, um, Ben DiNucci and Jacor Pearson, they both got offered contracts by NFL teams. Um, DiNucci got a contract offered or offered a contract by the Denver Broncos, and Pearson got a offered a contract by the San Francisco 49ers. So that's a good thing to see. Like I said, it's it's great to see more football, and it's also great to see that these people get another chance or a chance to go to the NFL. I know Danucci played with the Cowboys before. That's how I knew him. Um, yeah, he played with the Cowboys, had a solid couple of games when he played. And Pearson, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if he went to the NFL. I'm pretty sure he went straight from Ole Miss to the FXL. But yeah, great to see him go to the 49ers. That's going to be great. More wideouts for them. Definitely, um, definitely be beneficial for the 49ers. And then we switch to college football for a second. Um, go, shout out to them dogs, the Go Dogs, sick them. Um, you know I love my Georgia Bulldogs, anything Atlanta, but the Georgia for the third year in a row. Um, a college football team would not be going to the national, not be going to the White House, I should say. The national, the national champions of college football would not be going to the White House for the third year in a row. Georgia opted out this week due to um, scheduling reasons. Um, before it was COVID, of course. This year it's like scheduling reasons. Um, I think they scheduled it. Um, basically, they scheduled their White House meeting, and they're really not focused on that because they lost a lot of seniors. They lost a lot of players that's going to the draft. So they're more worried about getting more talent, getting more um, people, recruiting more people that can come to Georgia and keep that dynasty. So, I mean, I don't really blame them. I don't think it's, I hope it's nothing really um, political. I hope it's nothing really too much about Joe Biden or yeah, Joe Biden, because we already know some most of the cases, that's what it'd be. But, I hope it's nothing too personal about that. I hope that's just the reason they said it's due to scheduling. And then the last thing I want to talk about is the rookie training camp started last week. Um, it's exciting, man. Exciting to see these rookies who just got drafted, what, a week prior, already going into camp. Get to see how they um, get to see how they play out. Um, the Falcons running back who we just drafted, um, B. John Robinson, he said that he's going to be in the offense a lot. He's, they're already scheming for him. Arthur Smith already scheming for him in um, the passing and running game. So it's good to see. It. I, I can't wait for to see these rookies dominate in the league and just overall just be great players. And then the best news of the week that I have um, is Matt Ryan. Shout out to Matty Ice. He will be on NFL. He'll be on CBS being a commentator. Hopefully, I'll be on there with him one day. But, yes, Matt Ryan, um, he played for the Indianapolis Colts last year. Didn't really go as well as planned. But now he will be a commentator for CBS. He didn't say he officially retired yet. You, but, I mean, I don't know if anybody's going to be looking at Matt Ryan right now with the age he's in. But still, it's good to see him still trying to, um, you know, talk about football, still using the brain smarts of, of, of his and just overall just talking more about the game, sharing more of his insight to the game to other people. So 
I'm glad Matt Ryan's doing that. And then another thing that I saw um, over the weekend was NFL players graduating from their college. Um, players such as, I know for sure I saw Jalen Hurts um, graduate from uh, Oklahoma and Justin Fields graduate from Ohio State. Um, it's good to see these players go back and finish their degree. Go back and finish their degree. I mean, these are two players that I named. I just named two franchise QBs. Like These players that are making millions don't have to go back to school at all because, I mean, like I said, they're going to be making millions for the rest of their They're going to be making money for the rest of their lives to support, support their families for the rest of their lives. They don't have to go back and get a degree, but they showed that they wanted to, go, they wanted to get an education. Like, that shows 100% they wanted to get education. That football was important to them, but their education was important as well. So, shout out to them for going back to college, getting their degree, and hopefully with that, be confident for the next season, yeah. Say that Jalen Hurst could say that he was an MVP candidate, or offensive, nah, was he offensive player of the year? If not, he was definitely a nominee for it. But say he was a Super Bowl and say he got a degree. Hey, that's perfect. And then the last thing I want to talk about is the Chargers release release um Chargers schedule release video. There we go. Um if you haven't watched it, there's a bunch of there's different release videos that came out. The Bears had one where they were all um cooking in the cooking in um in the back of a restaurant and stuff like that. And you had the Falcons' um, little um, hype video, stuff like that. But the Chargers, they definitely had the best one. Chargers basically animated their whole entire schedule they were going against. So literally, if you watch anime, you kind of know what I'm talking about. It's basically, it's like, yeah, there were different animes that were based off the opponent. So they would show the opponent and then it'll show the um, date that they were going against. You have to just see it, man. It's fire. It's absolutely fire. I can't name the um, animes off the top of my head, but absolutely fire. Um, all that. I know the charges are hyped up. Know the charges are hyped up after seeing that. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have for this podcast. Um, kind of a short episode, really, to be honest. Um, like I said, because, I mean, the FSL is ending. I'll probably talk more about the UFSL next week because I still want to talk about more about football, give more of a, um, give more games and more insight and give more, um, what, yeah, analysts or, yeah, talk more about, commentate more about games and stuff like that and pretty much do that because, like I said, it's, it's pretty. This gonna be pretty short because the NFL is not going on, high school not going on, college football not going on, FSL just ended. But yeah, I'm gonna keep talking, keep trying to get more um, podcasts out. Make sure you go follow me on YouTube and on Instagram. Like I said, selfmade.hood1. And thanks for listening. Peace.